0: And we're going to be in Luke, chapter 2, verse 39, through verse
1: 52.
0: Boyhood life of Jesus. Luke, chapter 2, verse 39 through 52. If you're there, say amen. 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 All right, let us start reading in verse 39. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days... As they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all who had heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why have you thus dealt with us? Behold, your father and I have sought you sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wist you not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So, boyhood life of Jesus. Only 14 verses are devoted to his boyhood. Only 14 verses in the entire Bible. Are devoted to the boyhood life of Christ. Even though he was the son of God, he still would have learned or been raised as a normal Jewish boy. That is amazing. (laughs) From infancy to age five, he would have learned mainly from his mother. Mary would have known Jesus was the Messiah. Luke chapter two, verse 19. You can see it there. So, from the age of infancy to five years old, he learned from Mary. From ages six to eleven, he would have been trained in the local synagogue school. From ages twelve to eighteen, he would have been trained by Joseph in carpentry. See that in Mark chapter six, verse three. Jesus was raised as a normal child. God, who was manifest in the flesh, was raised as a normal Jewish boy. Is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We come out God,
1: who wrote the
0: law, who is perfect, sinless, was raised as a normal Jewish boy. (sighs) Just so. It's, I think it's weird. I'm like, yeah, what? I mean. <laughs> Man, I would hate to want
1: to be his teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so knew imagine
0: if they only knew. So the bar mitzvah, we're gonna talk about the bar mitzvah. The bar mitzvah was a Jewish ceremony when twelve-year-old boys became a son of the law. In the Jewish culture, they believed at, the, at that point, the young, at 12 years old, the young man became a man and is accountable to himself for everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. At 12 years old, that's what they believed. That was the age of accountability that the young man is responsible and will answer for everything himself. 12 years old. Yeah. Raise your hand if you would allow your 12-year-old child. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> okay, so verse 39. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into the Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. So Jesus, to redeem humanity, must fulfill the law in every respect. Not breaking it even in one point, which he did, and which no other person has ever done. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 5 is a scripture reference for that. He had to keep the law. He had to keep it in every point in order to redeem mankind. Let's go to verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. This concerns the formative years spent in Nazareth. Concerns his personal spirit, which communed constantly with God the Father. Remember, he's sinless. <laughs> he's perfect. So he can have communion with God because he's Without sin, that's why we can't. Sin separates us from God. Well, he was sinless, so he wasn't separated from God. Right. God could actually commune with him. So, uh, compared to us, he would have a bit of a jump start. (laughs) Because we don't get that until we get saved. And born again, a new spirit. Well, Jesus was sinless. Right. So he had communion with God. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to offer a sacrifice just to be right. in his presence because he was perfect. Mm. So the phrase uh, filled with wisdom concerns the word of God. Every Jewish boy began their instruction and training at approximately five years old. Psalms 119, verse 97 through 102, is speaking of Christ. Dad, can you go to Psalms 119, verse 97 through 102. Uh, I'm going to say the next part, and we'll go back to that. So due to his sinlessness and devotion to the word, he knew more than all his teachers, or even the ancients, the prophets of old, and was consequently filled with wisdom. That might be the passage of Scripture, Psalm 119, verse 97 through 102.
1: Okay. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments. If you read this psalm,
0: there are many, many psalms that David wrote, and there are psalms or prayers of David, but what they really are, are prayers and psalms of Christ that we weren't privileged to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Scripture reveals that his prayer life was unreal. He, there were times that he wouldn't even sleep at night. He prayed through the whole night. Well, Scripture doesn't give you insight to what he prayed. Yeah. Psalms do.
1: Yeah.
0: We If you look at the Psalms and you just see, well, that was David. That was Christ. And the Holy Spirit wrote it through David, but it was really Christ. When you view some of the Psalms that way, they become powerful and alive, like that one right there. If you say, well, praise me, yep, praise God, somebody wrote that, and they were, if you look at it, that's Christ, and it makes a lot of sense. Oh, that fits, yeah, that's absolutely, in degrees with Scripture. Mm.
1: Makes you want to go back and read the songs, The Psalms, there's a lot of it. You can read it, really? hi, yeah. read it.
0: <laughs> can read it again. I enjoy reading it. Yeah, reading it again. This is this is Jesus
1: speaking. All right, all right I'm gonna add verses 103, 104, Oh I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You through your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, and they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimony is my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I kept I keep your precepts. I have refrained my foot from every evil way, and that I might keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you have taught me how sweet are your words unto my taste, yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way
0: The next part says And the grace of God was upon him It was this The grace that is speaking here Is enabling grace The grace of God that was upon Jesus Was enabling grace Just because he was sinless And was God manifest in the flesh did not mean that he automatically knew the word or all things about God. He had to learn as others learned, subject to the ordinary (laughs) growth and development of human knowledge. He was not born into this world with a fully developed brain. Just as we as human beings, we grow. Through schooling, we learn. He, he had to learn the same word. The biggest difference is he had the enabling grace. Yes. The Spirit of God with him at all times teaching him. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have that. Not to the degree that he has it.
1: Yeah.
0: But he, he, it's not that he just knew, Boom. Came out the womb, he's 100 percent God, 100 percent man, he came out the womb and he knew everything. <laughs> Don't work like that. He's if that's the case, then he's not one hundred percent man.
1: That's
0: true. I know that when it when it comes to God they, thinking about his time walking the earth, sometimes we think about him as like you know, Jesus. Like, man, that was Jesus though. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Like, he's one hundred percent man.
1: So just yeah, he just—he didn't
0: have to walk. He was Jesus, praise God. He's God. He didn't even walk anywhere. He just hovered. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs>
0: unreal. He did Jesus yeah. didn't feel what we feel. Yeah, he does. I, I've, there's many places in Scripture where he cried, right, yeah. Yeah. which reveals his humanity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because of what Jesus did at Calvary. And the resurrection. This same grace of God. Is available to all. So before the cross. It was only available to Christ. And. Those that in the Old Testament. That you see that were called to certain things. And the the spirit came. But couldn't remain and stay. The spirit of God. Just came to help them. Do accomplish the task. That they had to accomplish. And then left. Well, he was there to help Jesus accomplish what he had to accomplish. And he never left because he didn't have to. Okay, so verse 41. Verse 41 says, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. The law commanded the trip to Jerusalem at Passover every year. So, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1. Now, he had to keep the law perfectly, which means that Jesus had to do this every year. He was there every (laughs) year. They fulfilled the law, which also meant that because Jesus had to keep the law perfectly in order to be the perfect sinless sacrifice, Mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph had to know a little something. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true.
0: About yeah. the law. That's true. And they had to be diligent in keeping it as well.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: If Mary and Joseph were like, I don't know, we can't make it this year. Well, now we don't have a perfect spot with sacrifice. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. you got to keep the law on every single point. If he failed at one, that's. So, yes, Mary and Joseph would have also had some type of enabling grace.
1: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yes. Yeah. You're right.
0: They had they had to have. Right. I, we know human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what scripture says about us. And they weren't 100% gods. They were 100% man and that's it. And they had a sin nature. But yet, they would have had to have some type of help. Yeah from the Holy Spirit Oh yeah. in order yeah. to be diligent yeah. in that. Yeah. Verse 42 says, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. So the time in every Jewish boy's life when they became a son of the law was 12 years old. So here mm-hmm. is Jesus's bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> They went to Jerusalem because that is where the feast was held. This is where the temple was located. And you had to go to the temple in order to fulfill the feast. So they had to go there. Okay, verse 43. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. This pertains to seven days, which actually incorporated three feasts the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Passover, and the Feast of First Fruits. Jesus would have been treated as an adult at this age, which is foreign to us, but to them, this would have been common practice. You go for your bar mitzvah, after the bar mitzvah, you're an adult, baby. You're going to get treated like one. <laughs> Sometimes I think maybe if we treated if, if this was common practice in America, maybe we wouldn't have so many whining babies <laughs> for the younger generation. That if you gotta get treated like an adult at a younger age, you get it together. <laughs> you, want, you don't have much of a choice. But you get it together. <laughs> okay. Verse forty-four says, "But they, supposing him to have been in the company." went a day's journey, and they saw him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. So the ordinary day's journey, 18 to 30 miles. But it was the custom with caravans, because they traveled in a big group. It was custom with caravans to travel only three to eight miles the first day. So, if anything was forgotten or left behind by mistake, okay. you could return quickly to get it in time to rejoin the company the next day.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So,
0: normally 18 to 30 miles was a day's journey, but mm-hmm. the very first day after they left Jerusalem, they would only travel 3 to 8 miles, just in case yeah. you forgot something yeah.
1: Just
0: in case Jesus was lost. Just in case, in case. <laughs> just, you did that. Just in case Jesus wasn't in the caravan. So, uh, which we find out from this verse that Jesus was uh, not in the caravan. He didn't. He wasn't there. Verse forty-five just tells you that they turned back because they didn't find him alone. But remember, we look at like twelve-year-old boy. How did you not know he was there? They're treated as an adult. Yeah. So. That means it's your responsibility to be there on time,
1: Bubba. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Treat it as an adult. Okay. So, verse forty-six. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Most likely, thinking that a twelve-year-old boy. Would have little interest in the temple. they probably look there last. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. If you lost. If you had a 12 year old child. And you lost that child in another city. The first place that you would go would be.
1: The arcade. The arcade. <laughs> so <Some laughs> many different things. But it wouldn't be
0: the church. <laughs> Sorry. No 12 year old boy. He won't be there.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember, just human beings. What human beings here. It's not a, they're not walking on divine clouds, and everything. They don't even know everything <laughs> about Jesus fully.
1: I can't imagine how Mary must have felt. I mean, as a mom, I would have been just panicking.
0: They were. They were. I didn't. I didn't give you the. But the if you look at it, basically in the Greek, uh, it, the word basically means that they were panicking. <laughs> they were like anxious and yeah. they were what we would call they were freaking out yeah. <laughs> starting to freak
1: out you yeah. uh, <laughs> wouldn't have though because
0: remember I'm an adult
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just lost the child. they lost, lost the, the Messiah, Messiah. <laughs> we lost God I don't know what <laughs> We lost this. Great, there goes the sacrifice. One now. you (laughs) you better find me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now this is where that's (laughs) listed. You guys bring me up. So they 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 would
0: have looked at the temple last. So that's why it took three days basically. Everything in the temple had been designed by him. Talking about Jesus, everything in the temple had been designed by him before the incarnation, with the plans faithfully delivered by the Holy Spirit to David. First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight, verse eleven through verse twelve. Everything in the temple had been designed by him before the incarnation with the plans faithfully delivered by the Holy Spirit to David. Mm-hmm. Remember what we found out in John chapter 1. He was the Word. And he was with God. And he was God. And he was always there. So he was with God in Genesis 1.1. Which means that he was also with God uh, when God gave David The plans for the temple.
1: Wow.
0: So here is God. Manifest in the flesh. 100% man. 100% God. And he goes to the temple. Which he designed. And not only that. Everything in the temple pointed to him. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Everything in the temple pointed to Jesus. And what he would do. So here's. Jesus, God, walking into the temple that he designed, and everything in it points to him. Yes. The brazen altar, well, that points to Calvary. Yes, it is. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: There's the work of Christ. Here is 12-year-old Jesus in the temple, and everything in it points to him, speaks of him and what he would do. All the colors, all the different skins. Well, no, that's the tabernacle. I'm getting mixed up. Oh, sorry, both of them are great. <laughs> the temple, it, it speaks of him. He's right. seeing all these things. Right. And he designed it. Right, right. Mm. God. It says that he was sitting in the midst of the doctors. This would have included the most famous scholars of that day. Twelve-year-old boy. Sitting in with theologians. The Lord as a youth. Notice this. The Lord Jesus. God manifest in the flesh. Designed the temple. Everything points to him. He's been learning. The word we saw in Psalms. What is said about Jesus. The Lord as a youth. Did not destroy. Did not dispute with the doctors, but asked questions of them and listened to their answers. He did not dispute with them. Mm -hmm. He just asked questions and listened. Even though he would have known more than them, most likely. Which is a bit crazy to think of, but remember, he has, he's sinless.
1: Yeah.
0: So he's being taught by the Holy Spirit, constantly.
1: Yeah, true. So listen to us, what should we should do the same. Wouldn't be a bad idea. It
0: says both hearing them and asking them questions. So you can see it that He just says hearing them and asking them questions. He didn't dispute. Yeah. All right, verse 47 says and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers this would refer to the doctors of the law and also the audience because there would have been people gathered around the word astonished you got this on your handout means out of wits or beyond comprehension refers to amazement to such an extent that one is beside oneself the doctors and all the great theologians and even the audience would have been in shock and awe at the questions that he would have asked and his understanding. They would have been blown away. (laughs) Side note to this. Sort of side note, sort of not. I mean, anyway. When you have a child... I got a chance to experience this at Bible College uh, going to the, a lot of times we, when we have kids, not youth age, but uh, even kids, kids, we think that they're so young that they they can't understand the gospel. So we just need to teach them what we would refer to as Sunday school stories. And that's really what children's church Needs to be Wrong yeah. The gospel is simple is it? yes. And it's the same And it never changes I have heard At the ministry Kids that go to the children's Church Basically What we call children's church We talk mm-hmm. about Five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids, and they've sat under the preaching and the teaching and the message of the cross from a Brother Mike Lesarol, mm-hmm. yeah. and you would be blown away at what they know yeah. and the things that they would say about Christ and the cross and the new covenant. You would just be exactly what you would be astonished sometimes. Like, can't believe that that kid actually understands that. Yeah. Well, how did you come to understand it? Was it your great smarts or was it revelation? Yeah.
1: That's right. Revelation. revelation.
0: So, how are they going to come to understand it? Great smarts or revelation? Revelation. revelation. Yeah. So, just give them the gospel.
1: Right.
0: And watch them grow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when they get it at a young age like that and they accept it and grow in it, then by the time that they're my age, they'll know more than I know. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Even some of us. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: Age, we're talking about 12 year old Jesus. Blowing him away and what he knows.
1: Yeah.
0: Pastor Mike told a story of, of young, five, six years old in the grocery store and went and talked to an older lady about the message of the cross. Mm-hmm. In the grocery store, the old lady starts weeping.
1: Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Life change, accepted the Lord. <laughs> wow. so. Well, look little kid can't do that. They don't know. <clears> throat> okay. fell <throat> oh, sure. <laughs> Just trust the work of the Spirit. Trust God. Yeah. Right. To do it. You yeah. Just believe it. Yeah. Okay. Back that side note. Okay, back to <laughs> The people and the doctors could not believe their ears at such wisdom coming from a child. God had been his personal instructor. We see that in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. The indication from Isaiah is that God literally whispered into the ear of Jesus his word and its understanding. Okay, verse 48. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why have you thus dealt with us? Behold, your father and I have sought you sorrowing. So, uh, sorry, mom, but <laughs> remember, my my mom said that if it was me, she would she would have with <laughs> me. Well, if I was the messiah, my mom would have fell in the same trap that Mary fell into. Because uh, remember, Mary doesn't she doesn't quite know everything. <laughs> so. Mary, of course, being a mother, even a good mother. Not not a bad mother, a good mother. I don't want you to think anything here. But So when they saw him, they were amazed. So they would have been amazed at his answers. His answers amazed Mary and Joseph as well. He very possibly had not exhibited such knowledge at home, but had purposely held himself in reserve. So imagine this is your son, and all of a sudden you find out that he is... Very learned <laughs> theologian. And you're like, what? We never seen this at home. What in the world? And all of a sudden, boom, that's kind of the idea. So it says, uh in, back to verse 48, And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Aww. The possibility does exist that Jesus did this purposely and was led by the Holy Spirit to do so in order to awaken Mary and Joseph to his true mission and purpose, even though it would not truly begin until he was 30 years of age. Mary says, Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. That's where the word sorrowing there is. Basically what my mom was explaining, saying what she would feel, that they would feel. Mary used the phrase, Thy father. She said, your father and I, Jesus, your father and I. Talking about Joseph. Mm -hmm. Mary used the phrase, your father. And Jesus gently reminded her in the next verse as to who his father actually was. Right. Mary and Joseph too often thought carnally. Rather than spiritually first, as we also as we also do. Whereas Jesus always thought spiritually, carnal thinking always brings sorrow. They thought carnally and they sought after him sorrowing. But if they thought spiritually, guess the first place that they would go the temple. (laughs) The temple. Verse 49. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? So he gently reminds them that they should have known who he was and his mission. The, The part where it says, Wished you not that I must be about my father's business. This is a reminder of who his father really is. Mary says... Your father and I have sought after you sorrowing. And Jesus says, how how are you really seeking after me? You should have known that I'd be about my father's business. Joseph is not my true father. God was true. So it's a a gentle rebuke, a gentle reminder... And it most likely would have been instigated by the Holy Spirit for this scenario to happen in order that Joseph and Mary would get a, a reminder. He doesn't belong to you. His first request. Reco- I already said this. say saying it so good. His first Recorded utterance is I must be about my father's business with his last before his crucifixion being it is finished. His first words, I must be about my father's business. His last words, it is finished. The father's business. Remember that? That I must be about is done now. It's finished. Calvary. The redemption plan. The first words. I must be about my father's business. What's that Jesus? The redemption of mankind. Yes. Mm. The sacrifice. Calvary. That's my father's business. I must be about that. And at the end it says. It's finished. Well what's finished? My father's business. is yeah. finished. Mm. Yeah what was his father's business I already gave that first john chapter 3 verse 8 answers that question the works of the devil is what first john chapter 3 verse 8 talks about destroying the works of the devil the works of the devil are to steal kill and destroy the father's business is to destroy these works which jesus did through Calvary and the resurrection the works of the devil separated us from god works of the devil is sin. Everything that the devil does is through sin. Some way, shape, fashion, or form. Well, the tore a marriage apart. What was the cause of that? Sin. That's what the devil used. Sin. But Jesus already defeated that yeah. through Calvary. So he already destroyed the works of the devil. Steal, kill, destroy. Well, he already defeated that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Well, what about sickness? Well, that entered in because of what? Sin. Oh, well, what about poverty? How did that enter into the world? Sin. Sin, Sin is it. Yeah. Everything stems from that. Yeah. And Satan uses that to steal from you. Kill and destroy Well, alcoholic. Sin. Yeah. And Satan used it to steal, kill, and destroy. You mean alcohol. No, sin. Yeah. That's what was used. Alcohol was just the... Yeah. He doesn't really care what the symptom is. Right. But remember, Jesus was about the Father's business and then he finished it. Right. So he destroyed the works right. of the devil. Right. Praise Praise God. God. Yeah. I'm going to preach this message one day. It's been on my heart, my mind lately, so I hope it's the next one. Samson. We know that Samson killed a lot of Philistines in the Old Testament. He killed a bunch in the book of Judges. He killed a bunch of Philistines. And then it says that we all, Samson gets captured, eyes plucked out, and he's tied up, and his hands are on the two pillars that hold up the building there. And he prays and asks the Lord one more time, basically. And then he gets his strength back, and he pushes those two pillars down, and then the whole thing falls on top of itself. And the scripture says that in his death, he killed more than he did in his life, yeah. which is amazing when you think about how many people... How many Philistines that Samson killed in his life? But the scripture says that in his death, he killed more than he did in his life. Jesus, if you look at the ministry and the life of Jesus, in his life on earth, we see healings, people raised from the dead, we see demons cast out, and I'm telling you that in his death, in his death, he defeated more than he did in his life, in his earthly ministry. And, and John said that if you if we wrote down everything that he did, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold it. So just from what we see, it's a lot. And then there's more that we haven't seen and I'm telling you that in his death through Calvary, he defeated more than he did in his life. The entire... Kingdom of the devil has been torn down through yes. Calvary. Yes. 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 Mm. Every every wicked spirit.
1: Yes. 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 Mm. Look, let me go to the book. To the book. <laughs> Colossians
0: chapter 2, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against mm. us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, having spoiled Principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. Triumphing over them. In it. What were we talking about? Calvary. Yeah, Yeah. That he made a show of them openly. Through Calvary. He defeated the entire kingdom. Of Satan. Satan held. Men in captivity. Because of sin. Well Jesus paid for that. Right. So the kingdom of Satan, principalities, powers, evil spirits, wickedness in high places was all destroyed and defeated through Calvary. So in his death he put both hands on the main weight bearing, help me out here, the column that held it all up. <laughs> That's through Calvary, it's like Jesus put his hands on both of the support really? weight bearing columns yeah. of the yeah. enemy's domain and kingdom and he pushed it down yeah, yeah. Yeah. God. so in his death yes. mm, that's why if you're a born again believer and you, you, you begin to understand what Christ has accomplished for you then you all this is just not going to come out of your mouth. Well, the devil just mm-hmm. let me have it. No, he's already been defeated. Yeah. He's not letting me have it. I might be forfeiting it.
1: Yeah. it. Right.
0: Because he's already been defeated. So he's he, he not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm for, so if I'm losing something, I'm forfeiting it. Right. Yeah. He, he not, he's not taking it. I'm forfeiting it. Because he's been defeated. Well, I'm just under attack by the devil, Pastor. Turn to Colossians (laughs) chapter 2. Spoiling principalities and powers. So don't say the devil's after me. No, sweetie. (laughs) You're just forfeiting it. You got to go back to what you have in Christ. Right. You already have. You already have it. You already have the victory. He's already been defeated. Stop forfeiting yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's 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 wrap this we're almost with this section, and then we are done for the night. My love, I will. Oh, I can't wait to preach that message. My goodness. Okay, so Jesus' answer shows us that by twelve years old. He was fully aware of his person, which is who, that he was the son of God. So at 12 years old, Jesus was fully aware that he was the son of God. Mm -hmm. He was also fully aware of his relationship with the father. And he was also aware of his mission. He came to die for our sins. Verses 50 through 51 says... And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them, speaking of Joseph and Mary. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Uh, It says that he went down with them and came to Nazareth. This refers to the city of Nazareth being about 1,500 feet lower than Jerusalem respecting altitude. So that's why it's referred to as going down. Yeah. He went down with them to Nazareth. From Jerusalem, he went down altitude-wise to Nazareth. Sometimes you see the word down and they are like, he went down with them. You mean he went to Nazareth? We well, mean, he went yeah. Da- yeah. Down because it's an altitude change. Yeah. 1,500 feet difference in altitude. So the scripture says he went down from Jerusalem to Nazareth with them. Uh, it says that he was subject unto them for... For that 18 years between his 12th birthday and the advent of his ministry at 30 years of age, he appears to have lived and toiled as a carpenter of Nazareth. Uh, Then it says, but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Despite all the things Mary was told by the angel Gabriel, Jesus was totally human. So much so that Mary seems to forget at times exactly who he was despite him being without flaw or failure. Uh, Verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This refers to his instruction from the Holy Spirit continuing. uh, And in favor with God and man. He perfectly kept the law of God and did perfectly the will of God. That is amazing. Uh, I have the desire to keep the law of God, to walk in righteousness, and to perfectly do the will of God. I have that desire, but the ability to perform that, I lack. But Jesus didn't, and it just blows me away that how much different Jesus is than me. Right. That will reveal how fallen you really are. <laughs> Jesus kept the will of God perfectly. Raise your hand if you have done that. <laughs> okay, well, <welcome's laughs> <easy. laughs> As a result, everyone thought highly of him until he made his ministry debut in this city. Christ retained his divine nature but limited himself to human attributes and powers during the days of his flesh. So that he could be a true example of a sinless Human being overcoming sin and being anointed with the Holy Spirit to defeat Satan. One of the clearest doctrines of Scripture is that His power. from about Jesus, His power came by the Spirit baptism and not by natural abilities or and powers. Right. Uh, I got a bunch of scriptures for that, but basically, it's all over Scripture. So. Uh, But we need to wrap it up at 6.30. So we are done. That is it. Next week will be on the Baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist.